Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. According to sources of the Financial Times, China has issued a stark private warning to the Biden administration about a possible trip to Taiwan in August by Speaker Pelosi. Several people familiar with the situation, according to the Financial Times, claim that the private rhetoric suggested a possible military response. This issue completely snuck up on me. What? China might be rattling uh, military as a response to a visit by Nancy Pelosi? I need more information. I have questions that are way beneath the pay grade of my guest. Gordon Chang is a Chinese-American author, columnist, and lawyer. He's lived and worked in China and Hong Kong for almost two decades. He's given briefings to the NIC, CIA, Department of Defense, etc., etc. He's the author of The Great U.S.-China Tech War and Losing South Korea. You can find him via his Twitter account at Gordon G. Chang. This is Gordon Chang. Gordon, thank you so much for coming back to the program. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it, Michael. So thank you. So uh, let's begin this way. World War II forward. Can you just give the oversight, the overview of the history of Taiwan vis-a-vis China, the United States, and maybe Japan? The United States recognized Taiwan as the legitimate government of China until 1979, when President Carter switched recognition. Since then, we have had a one-China policy, which is different from one China, uh, China's one-China principle, by the way. Our one-China policy is that we um, recognize Beijing as a legitimate government of China. We say that Taiwan's status is unresolved. And we also say that the resolution of that status must have the approval of the people in Taiwan. We have a policy of strategic ambiguity, as it's called. In other words, not telling either Beijing or Taipei what we would do in the case of imminent conflict. And that's where the matter stands now, even though President Biden on a number of occasions has said we would defend Taiwan. But his administration has walked back those statements from strategic ambiguity. I said that I had questions beneath your pay grade. Is Taiwan a democracy? It certainly is a democracy. It's a vibrant democracy, um, and it's a very healthy one. Um, And it's a a place where people do not consider themselves to be Chinese. So it's not a Chinese democracy. People in Taiwan overwhelmingly self-identify as Taiwanese only. Somewhere about 85% or so will self-identify that way. Um, And the people who self-identify as Chinese only is generally about 3 or 4% these days. Do they have a military capable of defending the island? Maybe. Um, What does that mean? First of all, they don't. uh, It means that we don't know. Um, First of all, we know they don't have nuclear weapons, and China does. And China has threatened to use nukes on Taiwan. And if it were to do so, then China would obviously win a conflict. Taiwan's military has been kept weak by the United States. Um, and uh, we have not, in, uh, I think, lived up to our obligations under the Taiwan Relations Act of 1979 to make sure that Taiwan can defend itself. And this has left the United States in a difficult position because it means that we probably will have to come to the defense of Taiwan, um, and other countries in the region may do so as well, because Taiwan, although it's, it's very difficult to invade, nonetheless is facing an imbalance in military forces. 
naive question number three. I'm sure I'm not the only one who reached for a map today as this story is breaking and growing. To look at it as a sheer landmass issue, one would think China would have no care, no concern. Like, why are they so fixated on Taiwan? Why is that analysis faulty? Well, I think the reason why they're so fixated on it is because it's an issue of legitimacy for the Communist Party. Um, People um, do say that Taiwan is a shining beacon of hope, a shining beacon of democracy, and it undercuts um, Beijing's argument that uh, the Chinese can't govern themselves. Now, the people in Taiwan don't consider themselves Chinese, but the people in Beijing do. And so if you do frame it as the Chinese on Taiwan, then it shows that the Communist Party's arguments about its coercive political system um, fall apart. Well, when you reference Taiwan as being perceived as this beacon, all of a sudden I start to think Ukraine. And one of the arguments that you heard as to why Putin did invade is because Ukraine is becoming, through vibrancy, somewhat of an embarrassment. Do you see parallels between the two? Well, there's certainly parallels between the two because you have um, both uh, Ukraine and Taiwan threatened by large uh, states. Um, And um, those large states are aggressors, which have no justification for invading either Ukraine or Taiwan. I know that President Xi is soon facing, it's not an election, right? It's it's the party that will determine the party leadership, whether he gets an additional term. But what are some of the political considerations that he faces at home that might have bearing on how he looks at Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan? Yeah, Xi Jinping wants an unprecedented third term as general secretary of the Communist Party. If tradition holds, the party will hold its 20th National Congress sometime October or November, where that will be decided. Xi Jinping, throughout his 10 years, his two terms, has made Taiwan a test of his own legitimacy, saying that we cannot, um, we Chinese cannot avo- um, postpone the issue uh, generation to generation. So um, he is being viewed um, in part by how well he does with regard to Taiwan. And so far, his Taiwan policy, for various reasons, has failed. But the economy is also a problem he's facing, right? I mean, there, there are a lot of global considerations, but, but economically, China is really suffering. People aren't paying their mortgages. Uh, China is on the verge of a failure. Um, the only thing that's keeping the Chinese economy going these days are robust exports and also a fair amount of money flowing from the world into China's equity markets. But China's domestic economy is contracting. We don't know by how much, Michael, um, but we also know that there's a debt crisis, which Beijing does not have an answer to. That's led to property companies defaulting. That's led to what you call the mortgage boycott. In other words, people not paying their mortgages on unfinished apartments. It's also led to a supplier's boycott. Um, Suppliers to property companies are not paying their mortgages either. This is a spreading problem, and it could very well lead to the failure of communism in China if the party does not stop this um, contagion. So, therefore, in light of what Gordon Chang just said, does she see this potentially as a wag-the-dog kind of diversion, coming along at the right time if he could get the Chinese focused more not on the economy but on this this burgeoning controversy with the united states over taiwan maybe it maybe it gives him all the more reason to to have a pardon the pun trumped up response 
I agree with you. Um, this is wag the dog time for Beijing, especially for Xi Jinping, who, by the way, um, because he's amassed so much power, has amassed so much accountability. Um, he is now facing domestic debacles, some of which we just talked about. Um, and so very well, he could use a foreign crisis. And that makes China right now far more dangerous than it has been during the 75 or so years of the People's Republic. It is now, I think, at a point where the United States should expect some sort of provocation, and that provocation could lead to war. And yet Gordon Chang doesn't think we should back off and keep Nancy Pelosi from going to Taiwan. No, I don't think she should back off. I think she should go. And the reason is um, because Beijing has made this a test of wills, if the Biden administration were to prevent her from going, um, Beijing, I think, would be emboldened. This has been the pattern of U.S.-China relations. Whenever we have, for one instance or another, for one reason or another, um, failed to stand up for what we believe in and what we should defend, uh, the Chinese have become much more aggressive. So this is starting, I think, a, um, a dynamic that would lead to even more conflict. This is basically the same thing in Ukraine. Um, Vladimir Putin intimidated Washington, and now Putin is continuing to make threats to use his most destructive weapons, starting a series of threats where we don't know where it'll end. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS. Sirius XM Channel 124 and on the SXM app. Gordon Chang, I hear my parents, you know, raising me and saying, you've got to pick and choose your battles. Is it really worth us getting into a dust up with China over Taiwan now over a Nancy Pelosi visit? I think so. And the reason is um, China's not going to stop. If this were, let's say, if we knew, Michael, that this was the only thing that was upsetting China, then one could make that argument. But we have seen uh, the pattern of Chinese behavior that when they are successful in something, they press the advantage and they will press the advantage. If, for instance, Speaker Pelosi doesn't go to Taiwan, they'll then start dictating even more outcomes to President Biden. And at some point, Biden will have to stand firm. So we might as well do this now. Um, Taiwan is absolutely critical to the defense of the United States for various reasons. If we were to fail with regard to Taiwan, we probably wouldn't have any friends, not only in the region, but maybe throughout the rest of the world, because it is really becoming the test of American credibility. Remember, we failed in Afghanistan. We failed in Ukraine. We can't afford to fail a third time in such a short period. Why do you just a quick sidebar? Why do you say we failed in Ukraine? Because the United States, the 27 nations of the European Union, and Great Britain in 2021 had an economy that is 25.1 times larger than Russia's. And yet we were unable to prevent Russia from invading Ukraine. And this was bad policy, not only on the part of the Biden administration, but also on the part of its predecessors, Obama and Trump, which led to um, this disaster. But... Um, when you clearly look at the balance of forces, which is really what the Russians do, um, they were clearly outgunned. And yet they felt that because of a failure of American policy, that they could get what they wanted. And indeed, um, they have done pretty well since then because they have gotten bigger and bigger portions of Ukraine than they had on February 24. 
Gordon Chang is the author of The Great U.S.-China Tech War and Losing South Korea. So on the issue of whether Pelosi should continue with her plans to go to Taiwan, President Biden last Wednesday was asked about this. Very brief response. Let's play it. Well, I, I, I think that the military thinks it's not a good idea right now, but uh, I, I don't know what the status of it is. Gordon Chang, what did you make of that response from the president? It seems like there's a, a difference of opinion between he and the speaker. I, I think there is a difference of opinion, um, but I think the president's comments were extremely ill-advised. The military gives advice. It's, they don't make policy on Taiwan or anything else. And the president should not have used them as an excuse for what he did not want to do. Um, it also signaled to the Chinese that they could make more threats. And in fact, since that Wednesday comment, they have made more threats, according to the Financial Times. So this was not good policy on the part of President Biden. There are times when you can speak and times when you shouldn't. And that was one of those times when the president should have been silent. This is all theater, right? I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not diminishing the significance and seriousness of it, but I can't imagine that the speaker has such important business that she needs to be there. I think Newt Gingrich was the last. That means it's in the 90s when a, a House speaker went there. Uh, am I wrong? Um, yeah, Gingrich went there in 1997. You know, in a sense, it's theater, but it's also theater on the part of the Chinese as well, who are ruthlessly pragmatic. Um, and they feel that they have an opportunity where they can push the United States around and get what they want to determine American foreign policy. And that, to me, is unacceptable, because if they are successful in deterring uh, Speaker Pelosi, then they are going to make further demands, um, as they already have. We have seen a very dangerous uh, series of statements, both private and public, from the Chinese who believe that at this point um, they rule the world. And this is just going to lead to no good uh, if we um, accede to them. A final question to someone who's listening to this conversation and wonders, well, what does it have to do with me? How does this impact me here in the United States, suffering through high gas prices and inflation and just trying to take care of my family and so forth? Why am I even concerned about Taiwan? Gordon Chang would say what? Because it could lead to war. Um, it could lead to war between China and the United States. The Biden administration, and people don't generally know this, actually threatened the use of, had to threaten the use of force against China in November. They did it again this month over Second Thomas Shoal in the Philippines. So this is not just Taiwan, Michael. China is determined to break apart its neighbors. Many of those neighbors are treaty allies and friends of the United States. And this is one of those times when foreign matters can intrude into domestic matters in ways which are horrible. You tweet at Gordon G. Chang. Thanks so much for being here and, and sort of framing, crystallizing this conversation and tolerating my naive questions. I appreciate it. I very much appreciate it, Michael. And those were very important and consequential questions that you asked. Well, thanks for saying that. All right. There you go. That's today's survey question at Smirconish.com, where already 5,000 people have voted. Should Nancy Pelosi continue with her plan to visit Taiwan despite warnings from the CCP? Gordon Chang, who's the author of books on the subject, has lived and worked in China and Hong Kong here, making his case to say she cannot back off. She needs to continue with this trip.
the short version is why must she continue or is there such serious business that needs to accomplish by the speaker he it's the principle he says that, that it would be weakness that we would convey that could lead to war and yet you've got via the financial times China issuing a stark private warning to the Biden administration and suggesting a possible military response if she does go ahead with the trip. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. Michael, greetings in California. You are thinking what? Hello there, Michael. Hi. Oh, I'm a retired Marine, and one of my neighbors uh, near where I live in Lake Arrowhead, a retired colonel, he knows my son's, a cor- my grandson, rather, is a corpsman, and he said rather flippantly one day, uh, tell your family to get ready. He may end up back in Vietnam like you, Grandpa, protecting their interest in those phony little islands that China's trying to own. <laughs> your take is... Uh, I hope not. I mean, I, I, I must say this this thing snuck up on me just in the last couple of days. I haven't paid much attention to Taiwan in a long time. Probably the last time that I, I spoke about Taiwan was when Newt Gingrich, I was just starting my career. And when Newt Gingrich went in the 90s, that's probably the last time I've had anything to say about it. I don't remember. I don't yeah, remember what my his- take was at the time. I just... I understand the argument. You don't want to back down. Now it seems like it's gone too far. I guess my question is, who approved the trip and with what type of thought process to begin with? Well, would we defend Vietnam in the area? That's the question. I'm not sure. Michael, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to reveal my stupidity. Why are you putting Vietnam into the same context here? Why do you think Vietnam would become a flashpoint if all of a sudden Taiwan became the object of China's ambition. You think they'd want Vietnam too? No, they wouldn't want Vietnam, but we're, they're oil partners with us. We're drilling in the South China Sea, always have been, which right. explains why the Japanese, but it's those phony islands that they're building. Oh, they're right. Building, I'm sorry. China is yeah. building islands and calling them in their the own South territory. China Sea. Yeah, understood. No, yeah, no, no. no I, I, but, we haven't, but we haven't confronted them over that. Like, to me, that would be something more worthy of confrontation if they're building a military installation on a fake island that they've created on on water that they really don't have a right to. That, to me, is worthy of some type of a... But, you know, Nancy Pelosi, I I haven't voted yet on this thing. Tell me again, TC, what's this question you're asking me for the, the survey question of the day that you want me to weigh in on? All right, so if you go to Smirconish.com and find the survey question, it's yeah. should Nancy Pelosi continue with her plan to visit Taiwan despite warnings from the CCP? And so far, almost 6,000 votes have come in, and it's running 67% to 33%. And I imagine the 67 are saying yes. The she 67% should continue. are saying yes. Doesn't mean it's the right answer, but that's what 67% are are saying. Hey, Steve, you're in Philly. Thank you for uh, your patience. What did you most want to say on Taiwan and Pelosi? Uh, my theory is she should just go on. Now, Taiwan, or if China had a hissy fit for a day or two, she comes back, and so, you know, no big deal. Why is she telling them? getting them all angry, forcing them to act like they do. Just go, you know, to me that's pretty much the way to do it. I don't know. Just do it. Keep in mind, um, I'm kind of conservative in that I think Taiwan should be part of NATO. 
as, as strong as I feel about really about, why uh, tell me tell me why you feel so strong about it well NATO works yeah if, if NATO's involved there's a huge price for China to pay not quite as 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 okay, but then, but then you're really saying. You're, here's what you're. Here's what you're really saying. Think about this for a moment, and maybe you'll agree or disagree with the way I'm characterizing it. What you are saying then is Taiwan is worth the United States going to war over. What What guarantee is it that the United States will go to war over? Well, you just said that you want Taiwan to be a NATO. If, Don't you believe at some point, Mike? At some point, China will invade. I don't know. I don't isn't know that, enough. Isn't I, that? Isn't don't, don't you think when when Putin waited until after the Olympics that there was some kind of a quid pro quo that at some point he was going to support him on, on Taiwan? Well, I don't. I don't think Maybe. that meant that. I don't, I don't think that that meant that he brought China into the loop. I think that meant that he didn't want to piss off the Chinese when they were having their moment in the sun or thought they were going to. That he wasn't going to rain on their on their parade, but I'm just backing up for one moment because if you say you wish Taiwan were in NATO, you are then saying Taiwan is worth the United States going to war over because of Article Three. We'd be on the hook if they were in NATO. So I'm just flat out asking: Is Taiwan worthy of us going to war? Well, is Finland worthy of us going to war? I mean, it's a good point. It's a good yeah, point. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, you know, if NATO just comes as a real force for good in the world. I know. I'm just, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling know, my... I, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I'm feeling and my Rand Paul. I question for you. I'm yeah. driving back from the shore, Lewis, yeah. Delaware. Where did you vacation? Yeah. I've always been loyal to Ocean City. I mean, I grew up going to Ocean City forever. And, you know, if you're from the Philly area, I think you just stay loyal to one shore town. Hi, Toby. You're in Green Bay. What did you most want to say? Hey, um, I, I like Gordon Chang. I respect his work. I think uh, he does good good stuff on this issue in particular. But he didn't really answer your question, which was a very good one. Why should America, everyday Americans care about Taiwan? And he sort of uh, begged the question or put the cart before the horse. You know, he said, well, it could lead to war. Well, why? You know, back to your last your question to the last caller. You know, officially, I, I don't think America legally, technically, views the situation as anything other than a one-China policy. So I, I think we legally view Taiwan as part of China right now. And the only reason China is allowing this arrangement, uh, this economic arrangement, essentially, is because America has always had the power to sort of uh, saber-rattle and defend, you know, to say that we will defend Taiwan. But I don't, I don't think that exists in treaty or in law anywhere. And, you know, as last I checked, the American people, through their representatives in Congress, decide when and, and whom to go to war against. So, look, I, I think I this is a this is a pretty hard this is a pretty hard sell that it's worth it at this moment. The planet is on fire. Yosemite is ablaze. Inflation is at a 40 year high. We're still dealing with covid. Crime is out of control in a number of urban areas, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And because Nancy Pelosi is going to Taiwan at this moment. All of a sudden, now we're gonna we're gonna rattle one another's uh, nuclear sabers at China. That doesn't sound right yeah. to me. Hey, I like the call suggestion that says, "Why didn't she just go?" 
I don't know the answer to this. I mean, I don't know if that's possible. It seems to me it would be possible. Why wouldn't she just go and be there? Instead, now they've got all this lead time and it becomes, you know, an international incident as to whether Pelosi's going to go. Did it leak? I think she was scheduled to go at a prior time and couldn't, uh, maybe because of COVID. Now she's going to go at this time. And then Biden looks foolish because he's saying something that, that is at odds with her. It'd be interesting to see how this survey question turns out. The Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com.